Welcome back to the Reading Blues podcast, the place to find out more about the school and to connect with staff, pupils and parents at a deeper level. Each week we'll be interviewing people within the school community, asking them questions and spending time understanding more about them and more about the school. In this episode, we're back speaking with headmaster Pete Thomas. The new academic year is well and truly underway, but I still wanted to know what he got up to in the summer holidays, how much downtime ahead really gets when those eight weeks of summer begin. But we spend most of this podcast talking about what's happening in the next three school terms, and not just what's happening, but why those things are happening, and even how. Intrigued? Well, you should be. So let me take you into the headmaster's office to spend 20 minutes with Pete Thomas. Hello, Pete. Welcome to another episode of the Reading Blues podcast on a weekend, uh, I should add. So thank you for giving up your Saturday morning to record this. How are you doing today? Uh, morning, Simon. I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. And, uh, and it's an absolute pleasure to speak to you. OK, well, it's great to talk to you, too. Uh, weekends are interesting times. A lot of people who, who are in the workplace, of course, take a bit of downtime at the weekend. What does a head tend to do at the weekend? The head can take a little bit of downtime as well, but, um, linger over the, the first cup of tea a little bit longer than normal, which is mm-hmm. wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, enjoy the dog walk along the Thames for a little bit longer than normal as well. And uh, and then enjoy just coming in and watching some sport at school, poodling around pitches and saying hello to parents and pupils and seeing some great things going on. Mm-hmm. And then I'll probably watch some sport uh, for my boys uh, this afternoon as well, which will be uh, which will be great fun too. And then, well, apart from church on, on Sundays, it's... Um, it's time to relax, um, a little bit of work perhaps, just to make sure we're ready for the week, but have a nice meal, Saturday evenings generally, maybe see some friends. It's mm. uh, Weekends are, are special times. Oh, I, I agree completely. That sounds like a very civilised weekend, so I applaud that. But here we are <laughs> in September, albeit right at the end of September. We've got most of the yeah. academic year ahead of us. But for a moment, let's just jump back to those rapidly fading days of the summer holidays. Tell us a little bit about what you did, how you spent your time, how you relaxed a little bit, hopefully, after a year of COVID. Well, I spent the first 10 days in isolation, uh, which was slightly unfortunate, um, but managed to managed to get some bits and pieces done, which I needed to do anyway. Uh, the holiday was fantastic. It went uh, very quickly. I know that for some, the eight weeks that we get probably go on a, a little bit too long I have to say they raced away mm-hmm. uh, wonderfully happily uh, for me and for the family what do we do uh, we love Pembrokeshire mm-hmm. and so went away to a little village which is where my my grandma uh, was born and um, and as often a family haunt has been for for most years of my life mm-hmm. and we managed to catch the the glorious weather of uh, that that week in July down in Pembrokeshire uh, it's had a lovely time there just just pootling my wife, Emily, and I managed to get away for a few days by ourselves as well when the, uh, the boys were on Camp School Christians in sports and um, doing bits and pieces. And uh, for the rest of the time, well, what do we do? We did see family. We did see friends. Uh, we got out and, and relaxed. A little bit of reading. Um, longer dog walks uh, again. Life goes on very, very swiftly, but uh, indeed very happily. And we live in a beautiful place as well. So really fortunate to have the, the facilities of the school to to spread out in, Simon. Mm. So with a surname like Thomas and a grandmother who used to live in Wales, is that a, a strong Welsh connection from your family history there? I am a little bit of a mongrel um, in terms of my heritage. Uh, funnily enough, my dad is, uh, I think, fully English. Mum is half Welsh, half Scottish. 
Uh, so grandma married a, a Scotsman and they, they moved um, to a village called Newport in Pembrokeshire in, mm-hmm. uh, I think, 1970, back to, her, back to her roots. So that's where we descended when we were, when we were children. It wasn't quite as fun, I, I don't think, when I was a, uh, a youngster. There weren't as many people around as I wanted there to be, but I, I've grown increasingly to absolutely love it. There's a little mountain, there's the estuary, there's the coast. Uh, it's all hand, on hand. And of course, it's, I think those places where you, when you get there, you just feel entirely relaxed straight away. Mm. Uh, and I'm a pretty nostalgic kind of guy as well. So mm. I've got a lot of wonderful memories of, of uh, people and friends and family down there. No, it sounds idyllic. That really does. Okay, so that was summertime. Let's look ahead then to the next academic year. What's in store for Reading Bluecoat? Uh, there's lots in store, but I, I think the big thing that struck me, and what a difference to last year. I mean, it was great to see people come up the drive last year, but everything had to be very, uh, very masked, uh, very distant, very separated, uh, and that was that was hard mm. um, for everybody. Of course, this year. There were different challenges regarding COVID, but actually I'm delighted to have the pupils back, the parents, as you said, it's Saturday morning, uh, there'll be parents watching rugby this morning or down watching the rowing, whatever's going on. And that for me is uh, is a joy because people can in, can enjoy being part of the community and, and watching mm. their children really thrive and, uh, and enjoy themselves. So um, school feels different to uh, last year but I think you know, what will be coming up will continue to have to manage COVID and uh, and uh, written to parents numbers are uh, numbers are bubbling up in places um, so we've introduced a few more restrictions regarding uh, masks trying to keep things as normal as possible but but recognize we're not out of the woods yet mm. uh, I don't think because society is is very much opened up we'll ever be able to stop it and it, it'll just move through, I think, uh, it needs to be at a regulated, regulated pace. So mm. we hope that we do that well, and therefore the, fu- the school can function as, as fully and happily as, as we all want it to, uh, to do. You know that we've got the Adventure Education Programme, which has been uh, launched this year. It's currently in year 7, 8 and, and 12, uh, led by um, our uh, chap called Stephen Lammercraft with lots of other um, staff contributing wonderfully to that as well. But it's a it's a fantastic program. Um, and I, I've just seen some photographs of our year 12 um, cohort who have been climbing on Friday, Thursday or Friday, um, in, in their activities there. And there was this picture of a, a year 12 girl who was, I don't know, suspended a few metres up on the bouldering wall in, in Reading, <laughs> right. where they're doing a course. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, Stephen sent me the photograph and I, I pinged an email back and said, what a yeah, it's an absolutely brilliant shot. Mm. Uh, and he replied, yeah, that girl has, uh, that was her 10th attempt to get there. Wow. Okay. Yeah, abs- it was a real determination, grit, mm. um, effort. Mm. Uh, not just a brilliant shot, but more importantly, you know, brilliant effort and mentality behind getting to that point, determination. Mm. And that's, I mean, that's just wonderful to see. And that's exactly the kind of uh, thing that we want to be developing in the, uh, in the pupils with the Adventure Education Programme. Okay, that all sounds fantastic. What else is happening in the upcoming year? Well, very excited to uh, to be announcing that whilst we've had girls in the sixth form for over 40 years, we will be extending that excellent um, co-educational provision um, by introducing girls into the school right from year seven. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in two years' time, September 2023, 
uh, with the um, with the aim to to see them progress all the way through the school, so that by September 27 we will be a fully co-educational school, which I think is a, is a wonderful step forward mm. for um, for Bluecode. Tell me a little bit about why the school's taking that route then to extend that education to both boys and girls now. I mean, Bluecode founded hundreds of years ago. First pupils came in March 1660, I think. Um, so we've got. Uh, you know, over three and a half centuries of uh, of great tradition. Um, we've always been a, a school that wants to uh, provide the very best education for pupils. Originally, of course, that was very much uh, boys in the Reading area. And we look at the world around us um, and we see a society that is 50-50. Many of us have been involved in co-educational settings and uh, we see the tremendous benefits of educating um, boys and girls together, whilst mm. recognising that um, often there are uh, significant differences uh, between them, but we know that we can bring out the very best um, in, in both boys and girls um, at, at all stages of their uh, development, their adolescence, um, really. Uh, but we want to make sure that they are as well prepared for um, life after school uh, as they possibly can be. And uh, we know that uh, whilst they learn in different ways, they bring uh, different skills, they are complementary and, uh, and they will challenge and encourage uh, as, they, as they learn together mm. uh, and spark from one another. So uh, I think really we believe it's the best way to prepare them for, for life after school. Mm. Uh, I think it'll, it'll enhance what we do um, in so many areas as well. I, I think our sports provision will... Uh, will grow and develop i think our, our our art our drama our music uh, all will be enhanced by um, having girls all the way through the school mm. assignment now you mentioned about this being a great way to prepare children for for when they leave school but what are some of the practical steps that the school needs to take in order to prepare for girls being educated all the way through from year seven well i mean we've got a good head start because we are uh, we're obviously co-education in sixth form but you're, you're absolutely right. What is our what is our lower school curriculum um, looking like at the moment? Mm. We'll have a, a very thorough review of that to make sure that it is um, something appropriate for, uh, for for boys and for girls. Uh, we are looking very closely at our sporting provision as well. What sports are we going to have um, that are appropriate for both boys and for girls? Um, getting our fixture list um, organised, making sure we've got the right resources, uh, the right facilities for everybody. Um, simple things like um, uh, ensuring that there are changing room spaces um, for for everybody, because uh, we're not geared up for um, having that number of girls coming into school. So mm. I think um, essentially we will look and are looking at every single aspect of the school with the governors, with staff, with external bodies um, coming in and saying, um, yeah, this is what we need to do and, uh, and making it happen for that uh, 2023 start. Now, Pete, one of the things you mentioned earlier in this episode is about children being part of the community. Why do you think it's so important for children to be a part of that community around the school? We thrive in communities Simon I think when we're separated just as a simple example which I think most people can um, can grasp some people liked working in lockdown in relative isolation because they were away from distractions and actually in some one sense the productivity of, of work uh, for some students went up but everybody is saying that it has been uh, detrimental to 
to well-being because they've been removed so much from that that physical interaction with with people as part of a community mm. uh, and when when people are in isolation being separate is it, it is damaging it's difficult um mm. and it, it's it's sad so to have them come up the drive and to be sort of able to mill around and work together run around together thrive together mm. as a community is tremendous and we so we've got the blue coat community which uh i absolutely love but we also want to make sure that we um we recognize there is a, a community outside um of our gates as well we are all every every one of us has has a different sort of community in which they um they live and work and play um and we are part of that that wider community so what i really want um us to do is increasingly look um, outside of ourselves as well as look after ourselves um, mm-hmm. so that we can serve the wider community and you know, you're aware of our Aldworth partnership uh, mm-hmm. which is headed up by one of our staff Gemma Higgins um, that's bringing together lots of things that we've been doing for, for many years but trying to grow our service to to others recognizing we don't just want service to be transactional Um, giving a little bit of money when we come in in non-uniform, although that's very helpful, a good way to raise um, funds for for various projects very quickly. But actually, we want service to be transformational because it it doesn't just benefit others. It it hugely benefits the people giving of their time and energy to serve others as well. That's that's a a great way to to be uh, more integrated into our communities. Hmm. You mentioned the Blue Coat community. What's that all about, just for anyone who doesn't know what that is? Well, the Blue, Blue Coat community, I mean, that's... That's old blues, of course. We had um, um, an old blue who sadly passed away and uh, we had a a memorial service for him in the buttery uh, next to my study uh, uh, towards the end of the summer. And lots and lots of old blues um, came along to that who loved the school, loved Mm. to know what's going on in the school, loved to give and contribute to the school in various ways. Mm. Um, So they're part of our community. The parents are part of our community. Um, community as well Uh, and that was why it was really hard not to allow them onto the pitches um, Mm. even when we were playing um, fixtures last year uh, because they want to be they're invested in their children's education and they're invested in this in the school Um, so they are very much part of our community coming along to concerts and plays and uh, parents evenings of course not just online but in person uh, lots and lots of ways that they are part of our community mm. uh, and, and we need them they support us um, mm. they feed back to us about what we're doing well and what we're not how we can do it better mm. um, and of course we've got the pupils and the staff who are here every day uh, both the academic the teaching staff and also the operations staff all of whom are working towards making sure that we're doing the very best we can for the pupils so that they get the best out of every day mm. uh, and can thrive mm. It's a it's a lovely uh, community. So I mean, I, I, um, before being here, I was um, in a in a wonderful community as well at a different school as a housemaster, sort of boarding, living on site, um, and uh, coming to Bluecoat. Whilst we stopped boarding about 20 years ago, there is still a real sense of of a, a tremendous heart to the school, a, mm. a family feel, and uh, that was instantly attractive, and it's remained the same mm. ever since. I'm pleased mm. to say. And long may it continue, of course. And I'm sure that it will too. I'm sure that it will. Pete, I'd love to talk a little bit about determination. Uh, you mentioned about the photograph of uh, the rock climbing and the girl who was hanging that Stephen sent across to you. Mm. Um, tell me why determination and things like resilience as well are such important things for uh, for young children to learn about. Yeah, this is an area that's been spoken about a, a lot. 
Um, I looked at our uh, A-level and GCSE results. They are they're fantastic. And um, uh, we've got some really uh, bright and able pupils here at, who thoroughly deserve those fantastic results. But I mm. think what was really uh, stand out for me is that they were achieved uh, under very difficult circumstances and the, the resilience and determination that the pupils have shown uh, hasn't hasn't been plain sailing for them uh, has really been very very impressive indeed mm. i think increasingly when they leave here they go off to university or to an apprenticeship or uh, wherever they might um, be best suited uh, people are looking for uh, young adults who are able to work with one another as part of a team who are uh, able to encourage one another who uh, aren't necessarily the best at what they do but mm-hmm. uh, recognize qualities in others and are able to draw those out who can uh, cope with some some boredom and keep going and doing everything to the best of their ability who can excel in certain areas who are great with people there are so many different skills that simply academic results do not celebrate and talk about indeed uh, those are things that we want to develop in our students um, so that we prepare them as well as we can to be uh, flexible service oriented aspirational compassionate courageous young men and women with great integrity indeed those are our those are our core values uh, mm. five core values that we have and we're trying in in all that we do to bring those into focus so in terms of our yeah even our um our reward system we have a a system called sort of plus and plus points minus points um mm-hmm. uh we are we're focusing on areas of character where somebody has shown great compassion or courage or integrity whatever it may be and, and that's the area that we that we praise and in all sorts of other areas as well but uh that's why i think that photo that photograph just encapsulated really what um what we want all of our youngsters to be doing i'm thinking now people listening to this might wonder where they can go see that photograph uh, is it on twitter did you say i'm sure i'm sure it will be um don't ask me i'm, I'm not a great twitterer uh, simon but um uh, much as i enjoy uh, reading things but um i'm almost certain that it will be and certainly it's something that is going to be um up and at them and printed up and out as well so that'll get out there yes Okay. All right. Excellent. Pete, just for people who, uh, who don't know you, tell us a little bit about your family, your, your own family. Your, you mentioned your wife, Emily, earlier, and your children are yeah. into sport, it sounds like. But tell me how the, how the Thomas family looks. Well, Emily's very beautiful, but I don't think that's what you, that's what you mean. <laughs> um, the, <laughs> I met her at university. Uh, she's a linguist, a teacher, uh, not here. We've got four boys from uh, 16 down to down to nine mm-hmm. uh, they're great great fun We've got a dog called arthur who is great fun too uh, of course they they love their sports yeah they're into all sorts of things we've got a lot of noise around the house most of that good noise a mm-hmm. lot of music we've got drums and cornet and saxophone and uh, I play the guitar very terribly, but um, yeah. So the, the Thomas family—it's a busy, a busy, noisy um, place, and we we enjoy coming together a little bit more weekends or uh, holidays, as you say, uh, away from the business of the week. Sounds perfect. That really does. Pete, we need to bring this to a close now. Uh, if anyone's okay. heard anything and they want to get in touch with you, uh, is that okay if they contact you by email or something like that? 
Abs absolutely, of course, and, and um, yeah, open door. Uh, but I, you know, I see parents on a regular basis and, and would love to speak to uh, anyone who's got um, ideas uh, and questions for me. So, the, I mean, the best email address is, is hm, hm at rbcs.org.uk, uh, but they can just phone up reception and, um, uh, and get in touch with me that way as well. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you for your time. Uh, I mentioned this is on a Saturday morning, so especially thank you for that. I hope you have a great weekend. Uh, I hope Arthur enjoys getting his slightly extended walk as well. Absolute pleasure. Thanks very much. Cheers, Simon. Go well. Bye-bye. So that was Pete Thomas, headmaster of the school, giving up his time on a Saturday morning. Thank you, Pete, for being here. I really appreciate your time. From memory, the last recording we made was also over the weekend. So a thank you to your family as well. Now, if you have any questions for Pete, then do contact him by emailing hm at rbcs.org.uk and he said he'll be very happy to help you. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this episode. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you get future notifications and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.